And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Welcome back to the Weighing In Podcast. My man, the punk Josh Thompson, who is in Calabasas after doing the fight companion with Big Brown Brendan Schaub. I know you had fun doing it, but we have got a podcast to do. The Weighing In Podcast is coming at you after UFC 264. The Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier trilogy is now over. And we're going to talk about everything that happened during that show and a couple other things. So how was your time with Fight Companion there, baby? It was amazing. We had a great time. <laughs> Brennan introduced me to a bunch of really good whiskey. So we've, oh, we're in trouble. It's been awesome. No, it was great. I, I just had two glasses to make sure we kept it under control. It was really good stuff. One called Whistle Pig. Yeah, Whistle Pig. Yeah, Whistle Pig. Got a bunch of really it. Good. There's another one called, I don't know, it's a Japanese version. It was like called... Mayo? There's, Mayo? A, there's a lot of Japanese. Yeah, he said it was really expensive. He said about $1,600 a bottle. What? I, like, right, well, I haven't okay. had that one. Yeah, it was good, though. It was good. Sweet. <laughs> Went down nice, smooth. Yeah. But uh, everything was great. But you said the trilogy is over. But is it really over? Oh, please. Just, is it? Yeah, well, i tell you what. It needs to be. I'm just being honest. That, yeah. You could. I, I love when a fighter is telling people, what the stoppage is because it really wasn't a doctor stoppage when his ankle went or his leg whatever yeah. it's going to be that fight's over and doesn't matter you don't need the doctor to say it now yeah. herb waited and, and the doctor said yeah his ankle's broken he called the fight it's a tko you lost yeah that is just the way it is and i do believe that if you go back and you watch it was one of the checks because if you if you watch when connor takes a step before he does the buckle you'll see his lower leg ankle buckle yep. it'll have that little and then he takes the step back and then it folds so it was in the process something happened during that fight on one of the kicks with a check or something it cracked it it fractured it and then just the weight and the pressure on it made it break and then when he took that final step it you could see it just folded over but just before it you can see that there was a problem and it actually broke before he actually took that step and it looked really bad. Yeah, we're here in the Thick Boy studio, so if it's a little noisy, a little noisy, you guys got to just bear with it, buddy. People are here hanging out, just uh, talking the fights and everything that happened. It was crazy. But the reality is, is that this comes from inactivity. And that's really what I feel like it comes from. The a lot building of up of the, uh, the calcification over the time of kicking the bag, of kicking partners, training partners, all the checking of the kicks, all those things. That comes with time and training. That's why you, like, we, Brendan and I were talking earlier tonight um, with uh, Cody Garbrandt, and we were talking about how the fact, like, you get into your camps 10 weeks out. Doesn't mean you train hard for the first four weeks, but you get in there 10 weeks, so you get your body used to taking that abuse. You are forming a talus. Yes. Yep. I agree. You know, and so that's exactly, I think, and remember when I told, we talked about this last week, I said, it really just comes down to the fact that his inactivity has really changed how he fights. Yeah. He can't take the punishment that he used to. It takes years to develop that. He's been away for years. Well, it goes away. Just no, it's no different than when a fighter goes, hey, it took me 10 weeks to get in fight shape. 
But guess what? The night of my fight, I went out drinking. The next day, I ate ice cream, and then I ate fast food. And then on Monday, by Monday, you don't even look like the same fighter because it doesn't take that long to get out of that shape. What do you think's going to happen if you were out for two and a half, three years? I don't think he fought since, what, 2016, 2017 was his last fight before the Dustin fight, right? No. So before Dustin. No, no, no. He, he's got a lot, he's got when a lot he, of When fight. did he fight Khabib? He fought Khabib. Oh, my God. Um, 2018, October 2018, 2018, yeah, October 2018. 2018. Okay, sorry, so. I was way off. So 2018, but my point is, is that the inactivity of that is what created this type of thing. Is because your body, your bones, they yeah. calcify over they time. They do. They get They're they get stronger. They get damage. thicker. Yep. All of them. And so I, I, I think there's a lot. Of, like I've talked to guys like Kyle Kingsbury. The reason why he does so many farmer walks, you know, with the carries the heavy kettlebells, or he runs with a, a weight vest on, or he walks with a weight vest on, does stairs, is because it helps uh, make your bones density. a little bit more dense. Yeah, for the density of the bones. This is what he lacked. And you see that, you know, when people get older, you start to see that. They say that hey, the bones become a little it. more brittle. Watch it. Anderson Silva, I know we've already seen your ribs are gone. They're quick. It's real easy. <laughs> you fell from like two feet and all of a sudden now six ribs are broken. I get it. Okay. But um, that's really what it comes down to is that it's the inactivity. I'm, look, I'm not saying that he would have won the fight. I'm not going to even go there. Come on. Maybe he, yeah, he wasn't looking good. No. But he was looking good on the feet. It's just a matter of he couldn't stop the takedown. Was he looking good knew. on the feet? He did good I in the first. Hold on. He did He did really good in the first 45 seconds yeah. to one minute. Which he, he normally does anyways. He that, That's his time. That is, that's that's Connor's blitz, man, to go. And he was, he was landing the calf kick on Dustin. He did some good things. But he also got, he got stung too. He stung he stung Dustin on one of those shots, at but Dustin stung him hey back. You saw him get hurt. Real quick, real quick. Who's that guy? Let's see it. Let's Who's see that oh, guy. Oh. Damn! Look at that beautiful boy right there. That's a thick hey, body. Up? Say what's up, thick boy. What's up, brother? <laughs> we missed you, man. Oh, dude, I can't wait to be see you there sometime. Oh man. Uh. So, yeah, we just everyone's here, just hanging out and stuff. So That's we'll jump good. on the on the screen real quick. But it's just funny. Um, we had a great time. Um, what's it called? Uh. The, the guy we did it with today um martin Mar cody uh, martin Brad bradley yeah, martin. martin well we were i was gonna say bradley but then so we were up we were up like four grand betting brendan well i wasn't up bradley was up but he gave me some money because i told him which ones of which bets to take <laughs> but, you told hold on, you told him to take connor I too i didn't tell him to take you connor. told to connor no. i know you took connor in the connor end. had no, you connor took had, connor i was no. like you just no, Brendan, lost that man's Brendan money. had lost. Brendan had lost <laughs> two times. So he said he wanted to get his money back. So he took the he said, No, I want Dustin, you get Connor. <laughs> so he's like, double or nothing. So yeah, you gotta listen to the show, guys. If you guys missed the show, you guys gotta listen to the show. It was fun. We had a great time. Uh good stuff. But think, funny stuff as I, well. I think you're absolutely right though. The one thing people need to realize, and we talk about it all the time as far as being in grappling or in fighting, we talk about tough skin and soft skin. And you know when you're away from, you know, the gym and you're away from the grappling, all of a sudden you just grapple and guys are just rubbing on you and all of a sudden you got these giant lines and bruises across your face and your skin went from being tough skin where it doesn't mark when you're getting hit to being, it marks when it gets touched. Yeah. And I honestly think that it's just that the, the, it's the months of inactivity that Connor is doing where he's not in the gym. He's working out. But he's not in the gym getting into pads and hitting heavy bags and having people bump into him and having people spar with him and kick and all those things. And it's just having a difference in his ability to actually accept some of that damage. You know, 
and it's also you know hey maybe it's that you know that little bit is a little bit off and you know it's just not not quite the same guy you know no, the, i get it the mystique is gone as far as he's still a fantastic athlete he's still a fantastic fighter but yeah that that level where he had the edge is now gone yep and so yeah, now I, it comes I, down I, to mm, you're, that, you're, all comes, that, that all comes from the inactivity, though. The yeah, level that he had right. the edge is, is years of building up to get to that level. And when you take time away like he did, like he has been doing, it just starts to spiral down. And everyone else is on that level, that hunger level. Dustin Poirier has just been building himself up step by step by step every single day. He's in the gym, whether yep. he's training hard or he's helping his teammates helping somebody train else. Hard. That's what it is. It comes out. That used to be Connor. That's not Connor anymore. His hands are in too many pots. He's not able to stay in the gym focused. And also, too, even with the Ireland. But you can't blame him. He wouldn't. No, I can't blame him. He's he's worth four hundred million dollars. I honestly, I, I've told you this. I've questioned every single day why this fucking guy is still fighting. I know. Like, why are you fighting? Like, what's the point? You're not going to like. Sure, you're going to make a. You're gonna make, let's just say you make twenty million. You're worth four hundred million. What's another twenty million going to do for you? You know what I mean? Like it just—it gets to that point where I understand where you're headed. Baby needs and a I, new then, pair of shoes, baby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, I walked through the mall the other day, and I, I just so happened to stop in Louis Vuitton. I saw a pair of shoes there; they were a thousand dollars. Are like, you? This is please. Yeah, and they were, yeah, they were like they look like the Reebok, the old school Reebok versions. I was like, what are you doing? Who's buying these, really? What's the most but expensive pair of shoes you've ever bought? I bought a pair of brand new Air Force Max ones or something like that. They were two hundred bucks. Okay, that's the most that's expensive pair because I would say a cowboy boots are probably the most expensive I've ever bought. No, no, I but never buy cowboy tennis boots, shoes though. most expensive hundred and forty bucks. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I, it's two hundred. I bought them. I bought them actually. The reason why they were cost so much, I bought them like the week they came out. I didn't even know they came out that week. I just walked in. I walked in the store. I really liked them. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna buy them. I didn't even know what their price was. I didn't know anything of it. I just picked them up, put them up at the counter. It's like, yeah, two ten because they were tax. It was like one hundred eighty dollars, something like that. Like two hundred ten dollars. I'm like, shit. So whatever. I was already up at the counter. I didn't want to walk away because I was cheap. So I was like, <laughs> fuck. I got suck. I suckered myself into it. Oh, I, I gotta like, pay fuck. for it now. Yeah, that's a shitty situation. Uh, but I want—I do want to say, hey, you know what? Dustin Poirier went out. He put on a great Good performance. Stuff. And I really want to say, you know, what happened at the end of that fight, and I feel bad for Conor with the break because that, that was horrible. It shouldn't, that shouldn't yeah. happen to anybody. And I know the frustration that he had because I'm, I'm sure he felt like he was going to come out in the second round and things were going to be different in the second round for him and stuff, and they might have been. But you got to give Dustin Poirier all the credit in the world. He put up with a lot of stuff. It did not bother him this time. We talked about the head games. I really saw the difference in it looked to me like Connor was trying to not so much. He's trying to get it, Dustin. He's trying to believe it himself. He's trying to talk himself into this whole thing. And that's when you get into, I'm going to murder this guy. I'm going to do all this stuff. Fighting isn't about murdering people, man. It's about being smart. Fighting is yeah. about being smart. I know people don't understand that. When they're thinking, well, why, why, what do you mean smart? A smart fighter is a dangerous fighter. A yeah. smart fighter, a relaxed fighter, someone that's confident. You put those things together, man, you got someone that's hard to beat because they're thinking, they have the ability to understand what's happening and how to adjust in a fight. You got to give Dustin Poirier. He even adjusted in that fight. The you know When Connor went after the uh, guillotine, guys, it wasn't close, okay? Never was he in trouble. You saw right away, you saw when 
Dustin is moving over the legs, and you're seeing you're seeing Connor trying to get that. He's got to get those legs around the body to make that thing tight, and he's using the fence as a balance point. All it takes is three points of contact to have good balance, and he's up on. And you're looking, Connor, let go of it. You don't have anything. Yeah, all of that smart well, fighting I, by Dustin. I disagree for a second. Okay, and I'm not saying I I understand what you're talking about. He had it. Had he committed and jumped to it, I thought I'm not saying he would have finished it, it, but it would have been. But he hesitated for a second, yeah. and that gave Dustin the chance to jump his body over, get fence side, and start walking his legs up the fence to get away from it. And that's really what got away from it. What him. you're saying and is so, he had the opportunity, yes, of getting and it. it was a, it was and a he really let it go good by. opportunity. He let it well, go by. He didn't. He didn't let it go by. Oh, he yes, second he guessed himself. Whoa, he second guessed himself. He hesitated. And he said, "You know what? Yeah, there was a hesitation because he just, like I said, more of the inactivity of not being available to training with the guys that he's been used to training with. Him not doing his camp at SPG and him being around John Cavanaugh, and him being around Kiefer Crosby and all those guys, it makes yeah. a difference. I think it, it makes does. a difference. On you have your click that you train with your whole career. And all of a sudden now you don't have them and you're flying guys in that are not the level of you or they are the level of you, but they're catering around you because they don't want to hurt you or whatever it is, you know, but you're not living the lifestyle that you used to live and you're slumming it. It's just different. And like I've said forever, I don't know why the fuck he's still fighting. The guy makes, he's worth $400 million. Let the, just right off into the sunset, my friend. Just go on, do your business deals, move on. Like, I would respect you more if you just bounced right now out of the sport and be like, hey, it just wasn't my night. I'm out of here. I'm going to ride off. I'm going to keep signing these checks and just do what I'm doing. Like, that to me is, like, but you've done you- everything. Here's the thing. Every fighter, Dustin Poirier being included, Every single fighter needs to thank him for what he's done for the sport Absolutely. because all those guys are making these millions because he raised that bar. Yep, That's the biggest thing. I don't care if you're a Connor fan or not. The reality of the fact is, is that he got that level of people getting paid higher. And the reason why, and when he got that level there, that means that guys like Dustin, guys like Khabib, guys like all, they could all now ask for all that money because before no one, Chuck Liddell was not making that kind of money. He was making good money. Good money. He was making really, we had the same manager. He was making great money, but he wasn't making 15, 18, $20 million at the UFC. That's the thing. So when those guys are champions multiple times, Chuck Liddell, you could say was the face. I would say like he was the most represent, like someone that was the most represented the company. Yeah. He represented the company, but he was the most recognizable face, you know, for the longest time in the company. And he still didn't make that kind of money. And so when I think about it, I'm like, you know, like you, these fighters, they got to stop spitting salt at him, you know, and like being upset at the fact that he's got all this play and the way he is. I get the way he is, but it, it's it's no different than Chael's, his shtick and like Colby's shtick. Like they, they, this is what gets them notoriety. This is what makes them money with their sponsors. This is what's going to make them more money, you know, for uh, bigger paydays. I'm not mad at him for that. They shouldn't be mad at him. These fighters owe him a little bit of a tip of the hat and saying, hey, thank you. Because you guys are all getting paid more money because of him. I agree. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. I I agree with you. He 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 came in and he changed the status quo of yeah. what was going on for fighters, and he actually took some control, uh, a control that no other fighter was able to to attain, you know, yep. at that level. So you got to give it to him. And every fighter, you know, every fighter that was able to fight him, they got pulled into that realm where they got paid more for the fight against Connor. Than they did against anybody else, and well, that's why Dustin took this fight versus fighting Hell for the title. Yes, I, I told you it was the right thing to yeah. do. Yeah, you thought okay, he should have gone okay. after Oliver. Calm down, calm down. 
I just thought, I thought this. I thought he should have went after the title and then Connor would have still chased him to fight for the title anyways. So he would have made double the money. He would have, he would have been the champion and still fought Connor. But also, I also feel that Charles or Chandler, whoever would have fought Dustin for the title was a more dangerous fight than Connor. Okay. So it, it's kind of a catch 22. Yeah. Fight Connor, which is not saying the easy fight, no. but you've already fought him twice. You know him a lot better than you know Chandler and you, you know, know Oliveira. Yeah. So it's always you've easier. There, I feel done it. It's always easier to fight somebody you've already fought twice. You have an understanding of how good they are, how much power they have, how fast they are. You can you little figure tendencies. out their game. Yep. Yeah, little tendencies. Yep. I agree. You know, overall, um, yeah, I thought it's just unfortunate. I want to, you know, you wish Connor a speedy recovery. I hope he rides off into the sunset and never fights again. If he does come back to fight again, I hope I don't see him fight Dustin. I think the, the ship sailed. It's done. Uh, I it's think over. It's done. Yeah. Um, I think he should be done based off of his leg, the breaking the way it was. If he is to come back, the only fight that I really want to see him fight is Nate Diaz. That's it. I don't want to see him fight anybody else. I want another trilogy fight. That's it. Nate Diaz, big money fight, done deal. Okay. Bounce. After you fight Nate, win or lose, get out. I kind of like done. that. Well, I think yeah. it's, a, it's, it's the right fight. and you, That fight makes sense in so many ways. But it's going to be a while, while off now because of that break. He's, oh yeah, at least know, a year. Oh yeah, he's he's gone until twenty twenty two. If if he decides to come back, and if he does, good for him. But I think the Nate Diaz would be the perfect fight. So. I agree. I but, agree. Uh, all right. Um, it was fun Thompson. for a round. It was. It was good. It was, it was. fun. It was. Um, Stephen Thompson and and Gilbert Burns. Yeah, my man Gilbert Burns. I love I love both of these guys. So I had no, you know. Uh, Gilbert went. He took some of the advice that we kind of gave him with uh, Raymond Daniels, and I think that did help him. It helped yeah. him in at least understanding some of the the style and the the philosophy behind what Stephen Thompson does and stuff. I think that helped him in understanding when he could get into the legs. Uh, I thought he was smart in getting into him in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I know. As soon as the fight hit the ground, you probably thought that's it's over, it's done. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but it's uh. Steven did a good job overall in that. I thought it was a 29-28 was fair. I actually kind of thought that Gilbert, although Steven was winning that second round, he almost came back and they had that little Don Fry Takayama moment yeah. against the fence. They're sitting there both jackhammering the... I love that. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed the fight. I thought overall it was, it was a, a well-played-out fight by both guys, both trying to do what they're best at. I thought, you know, overall, Stephen Thompson wasn't able to control uh, the cage as much as he needed to against Gilbert. When Gilbert was able to get into him, for the most part, I've never seen anybody be able to take Stephen Thompson down as well as Gilbert Burns did in this fight. And you got to give it to Gilbert. You know, Stephen's fought a lot of great wrestlers. They were not able to take Stephen down. Gilbert did it successfully numerous times, and that was the difference in the fight. Yeah, I felt that the only thing that kept Steven out from winning this fight, I mean, sure, the takedowns were there, but just the inactivity he, in terms of he didn't throw enough. He didn't make Gilbert guess enough. If he would have just kept the sidekick going, whether to the hip, to the thigh, or to the face, whatever it was, right? Keep him at range with the sidekick and then set up the, the right hook, left, straight, left, whatever it was. He just wasn't active enough. So Gilbert there, sure, he was real hesitant to go in. So he was waiting for Stephen Thompson to react. But if Stephen Thompson is obviously at that level of where he is in kickboxing, 
he wasn't reacting. He wasn't over flinching. He wasn't doing the things that Gilbert needed him to do. That's why Gilbert's shots were from six feet away. I mean, but the fight itself, I thought it was a great fight. But Steven needs to be a little bit more active. He need, he need to have more activity to make him respect not jumping in. He jumped in from five, six feet away on the takedown, jumped on the leg, got to the leg. Sometimes he got away, sometimes he didn't. But he didn't get away when the fight was on the line. And that's what cost him the fight. Yeah. Well, so. I, I can't I can't blame Steven for uh, his inactivity. He had the fight with Jeff Neal. You know, there was some damage off of that fight. You know, but... He said he told us he was ready to come back and stuff. There's not a whole lot of guys that want to take him on yeah. because he's dangerous. In the stand-up, he is someone that you just don't see a lot. He, If you're a grappler and people don't realize, you know, with his hands down as, as much as he leaves him down, a lot of people look and go, oh, that's crazy. It sure makes getting a takedown on him tough because his hands are down there to de- defend it. He gets the underhooks. He's able to fight it off. So he's, he's, a, he's a handful. But I thought it was a fun yeah. fight. I thought Gilbert Burns... Really did a good job. I know there were some people complaining about the shots at the end of the fight and stuff. And you look and go, yeah, a couple of them were a little bit off. You know, it's not enough for a DQ and it shouldn't have changed the fight. No. The fight was over and Gilbert deserved to win that fight. So, yeah, it was close. I was, um, I like both guys, like both of them a lot. Yep. Um, Steven just, he, he lost the takedowns when the, from the, when the fight was on the line. And that's really what it came down to. The inactivity of the, the striking, he needed to be more active to make him respect him more. Yeah. So he wasn't shooting in from, I call it raw dog, from six feet away and getting to the leg. I mean, those type of things. It, it just, as a fighter, just be more active. And at 37 years old, that was your last run. Done. Yeah. There's no way they're going to give you another run. I could see them trying to match him up against Leon because yep. they don't like Leon either. But I don't think if Leon, if Leon's like, why? Why would I fight someone who's coming off of a loss? You know, and I, it gets I don't that, blame like, him. Yeah, why would I fight someone who's coming off a loss? And but the thing is, you're gonna be on the sideline because they're gonna give the next fight. They're not gonna give the next title shot to Gilbert Burns. But Leon's in that mix of like he's in that limbo. You, they're gonna want to see him fight somebody else that's that looks more impressed that had a better performance against that you did against Nate Diaz. Yeah, possibly, but you know you're stuck in that 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 realm of you got Colby who's gonna get the shot. George is out of the picture, basically, as far as title contention. Mm-hmm. He's got two losses against Usman. That's not going to happen. You got Leon Edwards as the only guy who's sitting there on a big win streak. He's had a fight against Usman. He lost it, but it was a close fight. It went to a decision. And so he's the real guy if you're looking right now. I agree. I didn't think that the fight with Nate was enough as far as the way that it finished that they would want to put him next in line. But with this loss to Burns with Thompson kind of took away one of their options. So we'll see what they do. Well, you can have Gilbert and you could have Leon. They're both coming off wins. The winner of that fights maybe next in line. Yeah, but the problem good. is if Gilbert wins and he ends up fighting Usman again, if Colby w- loses to him. So yeah. then they, that doesn't work either. So it's a shitty situation to be, in, I think for the UFC. Yeah. You know, but we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, I, I think they're going to try to probably give him Gilbert next, Leon. He said, hey, if you beat number two, you are you can't be denied. Yeah. Because Colby's number, you know, Colby's fighting next. If you beat number two, which is Gilbert. But if you lose to him, then what do you do? Yeah. You're stuck. You know, what, what, are these, what does but, UFC do, I should say? But Leon can't complain if he's fighting. No. They're giving him a guy can't complain. who's ranked above. Yep, can't complain. Uh, what was the next fight below that? Oh, come on. Greg Hardy against <laughs> Ty Tuivasa. 
love me some chewy baby <laughs> Jeez, man it's fucking disgusting oh, so know. gross brandon pulled me up his uh i guess he had two of us on his show on below the belt and they did a they did the shoey on the thing but i didn't know they fucking spit in the shoe before uh, they drink it yeah that that ends it right there for me. No, there was three of them. They Good. all spit in the shoe. And Good, they I'm drink. glad one they of, did. That one... was the end for me. <laughs> Brent, Brandon, Brandon showed the video of him doing. It. He's like, I that's, fucking almost threw up in my like, mouth right there. It's like swapping spit with Shaw. No, it's not that's like disgusting. swapping spit. It is swapping <laughs> spit. It's not like swapping spit. Ugh. That's disgusting. Fucking gross. Oh. I was like, I can't believe. Serious? I said, Wait, wait. You spit? He's like, No, that's what they do. I'm like, No, no, no. That's not what they do. <laughs> No, no, look, see, watch. No, no, that's what you did. That's not what they do. That's what you did. I thought they just poured they a put beer in the thing and drink into a shoe yeah. and drink it. Who okay. the f- No way. Oh, man. Brandon, I was like, geez. Oh. Threw up in my mouth. That was nasty. But it was a beautiful, uh, um, beautiful little exchange. That I, Ty got hurt. Greg goes after yeah. him and right away makes a big mistake and Ty catches yeah. him. Left hand, one big hammer fist, and Greg Hardy was done yeah that's, that's heavyweight that's but that's what that's they wanted the, too but yeah but that's a brilliant planning by the way by the yeah, ufc absolutely to have the heavyweights kind of lead into the co-main and the main event yeah. but um i also thought that the inexperience the fight iq is what greg hardy lacked obviously absolutely. he rocked him just stalk him a little bit and throw big punches and get him out of there nope he rushed in rushed. got a new exchange got clipped it happens especially with heavyweights that's when it happens the most Guys think they got you rocked, and boom, a la Czech Congo, Pat Barry. Well, they do have they do have him rocked. You know, yeah. he was rocked. He had him rocked. He had, but he he's had still dangerous. Rocked. Yeah, he is. So. Yep. That's the, that's the thing with heavyweights, man. You just it doesn't take much. Catch him behind the ear. Catch him on the temple, slightly of the chin. It doesn't matter. The weight behind those punches is just nasty. Well, and that's I, I tried to give everyone an idea of it. It's a matter of like all human beings are basically. We're put together the same way. We're wired in close to the same fashion, all of us. And when you're talking about, well, why why is it that, you know, heavyweights have, you know, knockouts? Just because you're heavier in weight, yes, you can take a little bit more damage, a little bit more, you know, punishment. But the amount of weight in the punch that they're landing comparatively, their body can't take it any more than the smaller person's. Yeah. And you're going to go out and you can only take so much torque, so much velocity. And you put it, that kind of weight behind a shot, especially. And, and when you're coming forward too, cause Greg Hardy was kind of coming forward as he got himself out of position and that punch is coming. He's kind of moving right into it. Just adds a little bit of more force. Not a good place to yeah. be. It's just the punches. You don't see. Oh you yeah. You can tell he didn't see it because he was offline and two, he hit him. Boom. Just perfect. Right on the button as he stepped in and he didn't see it coming. Nope. Those are the ones that hurt you the most. Yep. Um, what was the next fight on there, Dave? Uh, the Aldana and Kinnitskaya. Yeah. Aldana just looked like a salve. She just smoked. Yeah. It. The Russian girl kept trying to come forward. I don't want to butcher her name. That's why I'm not saying her name, but Kuniskaya. she, yeah, Kuniskaya. She was she was doing well. She had a lot of output, but she was missing and getting yeah, pieced. I was up. gonna say she she had volume that she's throwing, yeah. but it was not landing well. It wasn't landing well at all. There's no respect out of her. She was getting landed, but she was getting. She, she once her nose got bloody, you could tell she started just jumping in more, like almost like just desperate. She started getting teed up even more, so it was worse for her. Alana's got good. She got good hands. 
That left hook she landed was beautiful. Yeah, the the other girl though, she's better looking. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw, don't get me wrong, actually, she's not. She's pretty cute too. Uh, but I'm just saying, like in terms, it was just funny to see. I was like, I saw, I was like, I was like, damn. No, anyways. That's just me being. No, that is guys. exactly what you were thinking. That's, That's exactly, exactly what, what I was saying. I got to just let you guys know. That's exactly All right, let's talk thinking. about the start of the main card. Sean O'Malley against Chris Matino, who was brought in. This was the battle of the worst hair dyes of all time. <laughs> okay, that's the way I looked at it. Both of these guys, uh... someone dyed their hair that was blind. <laughs> Both of them, because John O'Malley's was an ugly, purpley gray, just nasty and green for Chris. But what a fight. Yeah. Got to give it to Chris. Yeah, I think Chris, he showed that he is tough. He shows he. I thought it was a horrible stoppage. I'm not saying that he would. I'm not saying he would have won the fight. Was going to win? But, but the thing is, but. what he wanted was he wanted exchanges. Yes. And then right at that moment, he was getting one with the potential of something great happening. You know, you don't know. I'm not saying that it would have happened, but I'm saying that the chances of it happening were a lot li- more likely than him and then then uh, Sean O'Malley running around and escaping out the whole the whole fight. He finally got Sean O'Malley to stand in front of him in the last 30 seconds and exchange punches, and Herb Dean stops the fight. Horrible stoppage. I Look, I know I give Herb a hard time, but in these situations, I understand. He's taken a lot of damage throughout the fight, but it was a bad stoppage. This is what the kid had been waiting for the whole time, is for Sean O'Malley to stand in the pocket and exchange with him because he couldn't catch him. He was too long. Sean O'Malley was too long, too fast, too accurate, all those things. He finally got in there, and he, the ref stopped the fight. Bad stoppage. You really think it was a bad stoppage? I do. Okay. I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to agree with you, and, and this is why. <laughs> okay. Well, it, this is, and I want everyone to understand how this goes because you have to understand the position that Herb's in, because Herb's got a guy that's taking a ton of damage, and Chris was tough, really tough. Okay, throughout the entire fight, but he he was just taking shot after shot. You know, out. there was times that O'Malley was on a hundred percent hit rate. I mean, yeah. he couldn't miss in some of them. And you know, at the end of the first round, Chris was not looking too good. At the end of the second round, you know, he was all right. You know, but he you know he was more lumped up because it was just more damage he had taken. But he had taken a lot of shots. So what happens is. You know, you're responsible for the fighter. So what, and this, this, I've, I've done this too many times. You're looking and you're, you're looking at a fighter that you're saying, all right, he's lost two rounds and he's lost them pretty badly. Okay. So now that, now that he's coming into the third round, all right, we're going to see how he starts this third round. Is he going to, is he changing anything that's happening? Is he going to do anything differently? And then we see that now nothing's really changing as far as he's still coming forward. He's still tough as hell, but he's still taking a lot of shots. And now his offense is kind of slowing down a little bit because he's not able to get into range and he's just taking the shots and not delivering anything back a whole lot. So then you start looking and saying, okay, does he have a submitter's chance? Does he have a chance of getting a submission, getting this guy to the ground, getting a submission? No, that's not his game. That's not what's going to happen. All right, so it doesn't have a submitter's chance. Does he have a puncher's chance? Well, a little bit. Okay, can he win on the cards? No way. That's not going to happen. 
All right. He's lost the first two and he's definitely losing this third one. All right. I'm going to look for a place to get him out of this fight if it happens. Okay. Meaning that I'm not going to sit there and give him a long leash if he gets hit with a big shot and he goes down. I'm not going to sit there and let him take a bunch of shots trying to get himself back out. I'm going to get him out of the fight because he's not going to win the fight and I don't want him to accept more damage. That's the kind of position that Herb was in. Here's the problem. And this is why I say I agree with you on it wasn't a good stoppage in the fact that that didn't happen. Yes, he was taking shots, but he was actually coming forward and actually trying to throw shots when Herb stopped the fight. And you got to look, and there was less than 30 seconds left in the fight. Now, Herb doesn't know the time. I'm not saying he does, and so that's okay. But he had not been knocked down. He had not been stunned and wobbled, and he was in that position where he was now having to, you know, give ground and get away from Sean as Sean's hunting him down. None of those things had happened. And so in this position, Herb's got to wait. You are looking for that moment that you can get him out of the fight, but you can't create the moment. That moment is not for you to create because there's this old saying, and it's, it's wrong and that, oh, you know, the fighter deserved to finish the fight. Okay? Most of the time, that statement is wrong. A fighter earns the right to finish the fight. Yeah. And from what I was seeing from Chris, he was he was earning that right. Throughout, he had never lost that right to not finish the fight. Yeah, I kind of thought he should have been allowed to go on because, yes, he was being hurt, but he wasn't in that position where you could pull him out and it was just not taking him out of a fight because he was trying to hunt down, you know, Sean O'Malley. He was trying to get inside. He was trying to land shots. And when the fight was stopped, he was throwing. You got to let him go. Yeah. I also look at it too. Like, um, I look, I agree with everything you said. I think Chris deserved the right to keep going anyways. And it should not have been stopped at that time. I've said that already. But the biggest thing is this, is that if you are the UFC, you brought Chris in, to be a highlight reel knockout, and that didn't happen. No, now, but you got you a highlight reel. O'Malley? You did, but it wasn't. But it it was, was it was from the wrong taken. guy. Yeah, it just was one of those things. I thought Chris looked fabulous. I hear his. If all he had to do is have more output, I'm not saying he's going to be the next world beater. I'm not saying that Chris is going to someone that he's going to come in and make a splash in the UFC. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying he deserved. He earned another shot. Another shot to have another fight in the UFC. I think that. Uh, um. Coming in on a short notice, having the fight that he had against someone who's highly touted, someone who's not in the top 15, by the way. I'm sitting here with Cody Garbrandt, and apparently I, we couldn't hear it, but he called out Cody. Is that what I heard? Yeah. 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 So we're, we're sitting there going like, oh, he's calling Cody out. We didn't we didn't hear it. We didn't realize that he had really called out Cody until someone had hit up in the comment section that he had called out Cody. And Cody and I, we were all just talking about how I was like, Cody, you shouldn't take that fight. Like, he's like, what if he calls you out? And he was like, well, I've, I said, you've earned, you've worked th- this hard to get to this point. He's trying to jump the line by fighting you. He's like, yeah, but I can beat him. I know probably you can, but it only takes one shot. And here's the other thing. I love me some Cody Garber. I love the way he fights. The problem though is, is that Sean's someone that could get underneath Cody's skin. And he's been proven to show that he does not know how to keep his temper under wraps when he fights so he's got to keep that in check if he can keep it in check which i think he can now under mark henry but if he can't keep it in check it could be a horrible night for him 
against someone who's not even in the top 15 when he's already scheduled to fight Kai Kara France at 125. And if he wins that fight, who Kai Kara France ranked number, number six, if he wins that fight, he gets a title shot at 125. What would you do? I would lean more towards fighting Kai Kara France going to 125 or just stay at 135 where you're at, but don't fight Sean O'Malley. Everyone's like, oh, Brendan and uh, Martin were like saying, yeah, he's a big money fight. No, he's is not. Is it really a big? He's no. not. A big, they think he is because he's a star. But yeah, but is UFC going to pay you big money fight to fight him? <laughs> he's not ranked in the top fifteen. He's not going. You know, like Cody's already a bigger name than him. But is he going to get paid to fight a bigger name? If he was like a Nate Diaz, then I'd say okay. But I don't know. I, I, he's not going to make that type of money. But right you now, know, he's what, not Cody, gonna, Cody's ranked fifth at one thirty-five. Yeah, at one thirty-five. Yeah, Why would you fight someone who's not even in the fifteen? Look, we, we had that battle out over here. They think because, you know, the casual fans under, like know who uh, who Sean O'Malley is that's going to bring more notoriety to, to, to Cody. And Cody, if you think about it, if stylistically, I think for Cody, it's a tough fight, but I think Cody's faster, but just Cody's not as long. Cody's got heavier hands as we saw. We've seen Cody's got way heavier hands because tonight he couldn't, Sean O'Malley couldn't knock anything out. Um, it was just one of those fights where, like, Charles O'Malley has no power. Sure, he's got the he's got the stiff jab, he's got the stiff push kick, all those things, the tip kick, all that stuff. But if Cody touches you, I think Cody's faster. Cody's gonna have a hard time getting in. But Cody's got bigger power. I think Cody's got better wrestling. I'm not saying Cody should take him down because it will slow him down and make him more tired as the fight goes on. But you got to threaten those takedowns. I just don't think that it's a good fight for him. In terms of, there's nothing really to gain. Sure, you beat a guy named Sean O'Malley. Well, okay. It, first off, it doesn't make sense if you're if you're looking and saying, "Okay, I can fight Sean O'Malley at 135," and that's not going to move me one step closer to a championship fight. Or I could fight Kaikara France at 125, and if I win that, I get a championship fight. There's your answer. Well, it's that pretty, here's pretty the other thing. He's ranked number five, right? Is he ranked number five? Yep. Yep. In Cody Garbrandt. So if he, I guess, look, it, the way that Brendan and, and Martin were trying to talk about it is like, well, if I fight him, that that should guarantee me a title shot. He's not in the top 15. How are you going to get a title shot out of that? You're not. Now, if Ali, his manager, uh, Cody's manager, if he can get him a title shot off of fighting Sean O'Malley, then okay. 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 Go right ahead. Right. I If you don't have to cut weight, if you don't have to get down to 125, you can just stay at 35 and fight Sean O'Malley. And if you win, you get a title shot. Yeah. I'm on fucking board. I'm on board. Because honestly, when I was talking with Cody tonight, he's like, look, I walk around 147. He's like, I like the week of the fight. He's like, I really just like stopped. I don't eat for like a a day. He's like, I just, you know, I just sit in the salt bath for like a half a day. He's like, and I'm on weight. So I get it. Like, and I said, well, honestly, that's probably the best thing that's ever happened to you because your performances have been great. You just, you know, in terms of the way I'm talking to you guys, I didn't tell him this. I don't want to beat me up. But it was like, you know, basically just you just got to dial down the temper. If you dial down the temper and you just use your your brain, which you can, your fight IQ, you're a fucking stud, man. He's an absolute fucking stud. So if he can do that, I think I think Cody just walks right through Sean O'Malley. He just got to make sure that Sean O'Malley doesn't get underneath the skin. Because when you're fighting someone who you know is not supposed to be on your level and they start touching you, you get more and more frustrated as the fight goes on. And you start reaching and lunging. You start trying to knock them out and it ends up being this fight that you didn't prepare for. And it's not the fight you want to be in. And so that's what concerns me. you know. And Cody's worked so hard to get to that position. And then now you have Sean O'Malley trying to jump the line to get to him. I mean, I get it. I understand. But uh, you can't bite at all those little 
those those little sheep at the bottom trying to nip at your heels. So, <laughs> look, I like Sean O'Malley. I just think that he's got to work his way up because we started going through that one thirty five pound weight class. Fuck, there's fucking a ton of guys in there, uh, dude. It's that a, I don't think he can beat. It's a you think you, you think he beats Jimmy bro. Rivera? You think he beats Jimmy Rivera? I don't think He'll so. Be lucky to. Do, do you think he beats Dominic Cruz? Nope. Yeah, it's, nah. I nope. think Dom may be the only one. I don't think so. Yeah. The reason why I say him is, uh, I think, I think it's it's a hard fight for him. I'm not saying that. I just think Dom is he. Ha, he we're just getting older. That's it. It has nothing to do with Dom being it. Dom is Dom's fucking phenomenal. You can't take away from everything he's done in the sport. But Dom slowing down a little bit and getting a little bit older. It, Dom had a hard time with that Casey Kenny guy. It wasn't a hard time. But it wasn't the fight that you would have wanted for him to be like to show that he's still a top guy. You know, it's just he's just slowing down. It's just age. Father time is nothing he can do about it. He can just keep trying to get better every day. But that's but why you that's we, why you put Dom against Frankie Edgar and Dom I against see that Aldo, fight. and that's the fight for yeah, Dom and Aldo, right Dom, now. Dom and Frankie Edgar. Those those are the fights to make right now. Yep. Right. What other fights on there? So I missed some of the fights. You missed the Uriah Hall fight because your ESPN went down on the East Coast. Uriah Hall didn't fight. What are you talking? Oh, not Uriah about? Hall. Sorry. Ryan Hall. No, I saw the Ryan Hall fight. Uryan Hall fight. Sorry. Yeah. No, I saw. Yeah. That. So, um, Uriah Hall. I heard he got destroyed. Destroyed. I, I missed it because I was driving to the studio here. Yeah, so just destroyed. You know, you know, Max Griffin fought Carlos Condit. Max, man, I'll tell you what. That first round, he was lighting Carlos up yep. with the leg kicks and everything, but he went away from it. Yeah. After the, he dominated the first round. And kind of really just changed the style in the second and third round. I was like, why did he go go so much away? Now, obviously, he he's feeling stuff, and he knows that you know maybe it's, maybe you know hurt his foot, hurt his ankle, hurt his shin. Something could have happened yeah. on one of the kicks that we don't know. But man, he was so effective in the beginning of that fight. He had Carlos off balance. He had him confused. He had him frustrated, and he was just looking really good. But overall, you know, he he definitely won the fight. But it was a good uh, it was a good display, good display of uh, you know, kind of taking. I, I hate to say you know, taking the pelt off of the 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 veteran and uh, getting that name on the list. It's a good thing for Max. I felt you know that Carlos performed well. It just he couldn't perform good enough to get a win against Max Griffin. Where does Carlos go from here? You know that's a good question. That's uh, there. Unfortunately, if you're looking, he's in that gatekeeper position now. It just yeah. he really is, and it's unfortunate when I say that because his his wins, he beat Court McGee and he beat Matt Brown, but those are guys that are on their way out too. Those are older guys and they're slowing down a little bit. And then you know, not that Max is real young, but Max started late, so he doesn't have the miles on him the same way, and so. Just the the difference in speed is a little bit there, and when you're talking about can uh, Carlos still compete? He can still compete, but I don't yeah. think he can compete against the younger, faster guys now. And that's the problem bit. when you're fighting guy when you're 170, 155, 145, 35, 20. Once the speed starts to go, it's hard to keep up with the younger guys. Now, like you said, Max is not the fastest; he's not the youngest of guys. But like you said, the miles add up, like the explosiveness, this the daily routine of training. You have to speed is one of those things you have to train on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Whether it's footwork, whether it's hand speed, all those things. Fighters get away from it and they start just hitting mitts only or hitting bag work. 
You've got to make sure that you stay. Are you drinking a fucking monster at midnight? Are you kidding me? You're, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Um, you know, so you've got you've got to train that hand speed. You've got to train the footwork. You've got to do all those things. And fighters over the years, we get away from it. We just do bag work. We just do mitt work. We just we just go in there and we play spar. And there's no speed emphasis in terms of keeping your speed up the track. Jumping rope, all that stuff. Those are all foot drills. Those are all things that are very important and key to keeping your speed. If you're especially if you're fighting the lighter weight classes, and they tend to get away from it, and you can see the difference. Max is someone who, I mean, he looks like he's just was the faster fighter. Yeah. He was just someone that you could tell the miles weren't on there, and the speed was still there. Whereas Carlos fell into this rhythm of how he trained, probably and just this, did the drills. And I've always felt this way in terms of athletes. Fighters, when we come in, right, we be, we're so good, so explosive in all these things. Because when we were kids or even when we were right before we started fighting, we played football, we played basketball, we, we played baseball, we ran, you know, whatever it was, we were out there running around doing all these other activities. But then once we decided to become a professional fighter, our whole focus was on that. And we lost a little bit of our athleticism because we only focused on that one thing. We didn't know how to play like the footwork that came with football, the movement and the, the stop and go of basketball, playing tennis, the back and forth, left to right, reaching the overhands, all that stuff. Those are all things that make you athletes. So in, in, in being a fighter, you're just really limit yourself to punch, punch, kick, wrestle, 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 control top position, you know, high guard. Like it, it just, it stays the same thing. You've got to get out. Like if you are someone like, I think this is a big reason when I look at the, when I look at the, the people when the kids, or the kids, the fighters from Dagestan, because they are kids to me. <laughs> but when I look at the fighters from Dagestan, a lot of them, their training sometimes is playing soccer or playing that basketball, but it's not basketball. It's like tackle ball. <laughs> like it's like basketball with wrestling, you know, but that, but that's what they do. That. It makes it keeps their athleticism and what they do in other areas that they wouldn't normally work on just because they're just strictly wrestling. They play soccer, they play football, they play basketball. It's not really basketball; it's something else. But you know what I mean. And I feel like that's why a lot of them still keep a lot of their athleticism in in the game for so long. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm overthinking it or whatever. But that's the way I feel about it. Uh, you can see exactly what you're saying. All right. Let's. In the middle of this, we're going to talk about one of our sponsors. Fume, I love my fume. I got my little container here. It's perfect. Got my little uh, thing here. It's got a core inside it. You see the core? This yep. thing's awesome. Very nice as far as it's all natural. It takes care of a lot of people's uh, hand-to-mouth habits that they have. If you have nicotine cravings or menthol cravings or you have a problem with smoking, this is a great way of getting rid of of that smoking problem and to take the habit. They have different types of oil-based cores. These are all essential oils. And what they do is they replace that craving. You can just take this, you can put it on a plane. You can even use it on the plane, use it anytime. I use it almost like I used, I used to use gum. Now I just use this. I would always chew gum all the time. Now I just put this in here. They've got black pepper. They've got lavender, peppermint, all kinds of different things. Conquer which is your ability to conquer yep. smoking and get yourself out of that nasty habit so you can quit naturally using the fume method. I love this thing. Make sure that when you uh, go to 
Breathe Fume. Fume is F-U-M. Do not put an E on the end of it. And use the code weighing in for a 10% off on your purchase. You can get all of these cores. This is peppermint right here. I love the peppermint. It tastes really good to me. Gives you that good flow. Almost like that menthol, mentholiptus. Yes, it- Remember that mentholiptus your your mom used to put on you and you could yep. feel it in your nose? That's what I love about this thing. It's like when you thing. first put in that first stick of gum, right? And you chew on it the first, say, 20 chews, right? Your nasal cavity starts to clear out. You Bit. go ahead and take that. And the, what I like is that it's all the essential oils. So actually, it's helped for me a lot with my nasal stuff because I have a really jacked up nose. I've got, I've got cauliflower on one side. I've got a collapsed... Uh, Deviated septum, septum on the other, deviated septum on the other side. So for me, it actually helps a lot with that as well. So I actually keep it in my car because I'm in my car a lot everywhere I drive. So I'm just constantly, I just constantly just hit on it. Nothing. There's no smoke. There's no fumes, even though it is fume, but there is no fumes that really come out. So it's, uh, it works. No I feel vape. like it works really well. It stops me from doing the, uh, like I have to clear my throat all the time. <laughs> I hate that. It drives me crazy that I have to do that from all the years of fighting, you know? from being choked from being punched in the nose all these things so it's actually helped a lot so yeah like he was saying is uh go to breathe fume and uh use the promo code wayne in get the extra 10 percent off so hopefully you guys check it out the lime cherry i think is lime cherry i use that one and i use the invigorate that one's good as well yeah uh what else we got i love the thing so people try it it's actually something i actually believe in and i really like it and i use it myself so i hope you enjoy it as much as i do and then also go to mybookie.com, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Wayne in there as well. And if you guys listened to us earlier in the week, you guys would have made some money on tonight's fights. You know, we told you guys who to pick. You guys should have listened. You guys would have cashed in. Hello. <laughs> thank us later. I want 10%. 10%. That's what you always want. Yep. Use the promo code Wayne in. Also, the finals of basketball is in play right now. Hockey is over. The Tampa Bay Lightning have won. Again, all of the Canada second is repeat. crying. It's okay. They can it's okay, Canada. You don't have to cry. Yeah, and the yeah. best part is go. TSN up there, they'll still talk about hockey all the time anyway. That's all they talk yeah, about. Yeah, go USA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, um, what else we got anything, there? anything on the earlier card that you want to talk about? That there was. Did you see the first fight of the night with the – I don't even want to say his name. It's uh, Zugmala. The kid from Kazakhstan? Yeah. Great guillotine. Jesus. I Absolute hate great guillotine. You're an idiot, guillotine. That is Whatever. not a guillotine. It was a rear naked choke. It's not. It's called a front naked choke. A front choke. If someone wants to say a standing ninja choke, okay. Hey. But it's not a guillotine. John, John I called it a rear naked choke. I called it a guillotine. You got your, your arms all thrown in the air. Oh, it's not a, it's a, you said it's a front naked choke. Whatever. You know what? Guess what? At the end of the day, it's a fucking choke. Okay? Let's just call it like it is. It's a choke. Okay, so we should call everything just, oh, that's a choke. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. Okay, you do that. Because I I can really start getting on you right now, but I won't. It's a front naked choke. Okay, there you go. All right, let's talk about one more thing here. We had Mikel. I I know they say Michelle, but I say Michelle Pajaya against Nico Price. Did you watch that fight? Yes, I caught bits and pieces of it because we were trying to get everything set up here. But yes, what a fight. What a fight. Okay. Why is it that a referee cannot figure out when a guy does a backflip and kicks his opponent who's on the ground in the head? That's illegal. Uh, what the hell is wrong with people? John, that's your department, my friend. You Jesus want to break Christ. it down for us. Unbelievable. Look, first off, people need to understand. 
anytime that that and and, and I've taught I've I've said this about Pahea before. He's a phenomenal athlete, a great fighter. He's fun to watch, and he does the stupidest things inside a cage that you could ever do. I love it though. Unbelievable. Does do people realize, or do even referees realize, when a guy is on the ground, such as Nico Price was, you cannot stomp on him in any fashion. You can't even stomp his foot. That's illegal. Where foot stomps are illegal, if he's standing, once he hits the ground, you can't even, can't stomp on anything. All right, so if he lands and he lands flat on top of the fighter who's on the ground, it's a stomp. It's illegal. So it's a stupid maneuver anyways. And then this one, no, he didn't. He landed. He didn't land with his foot flat. He landed with his foot hitting the head of Nico Price, which is kicking the head of a grounded fighter. But we don't call that because we're so caught up into, ooh, he did a backflip. Dumb. Dumb move. Unbelievable that it wasn't called again. I can't, I don't, I just don't understand what the hell are they looking at? Crazy. This is the Nevada State Athletic Commission, correct? Yes, it was. John, have we not had these conversations with them? We've sat in meetings with these people and been like, hey, come on, let's figure this stuff out. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, man. But overall, it was a great fight. It was. Is it nuts. was a great fight. Nico Price is a dog. Nico Price is a tough bastard. Just, I love yeah. it. My youngest son was sitting there watching fights with me. He goes, who's going to win this fight? And I go, oh, man. I said, well. Look, Pahea is just an athlete. He's fast. He's crazy. He does weird things. I go, Nico Price is just a junkyard dog. I know I say that all the time because I love junkyard Ooh. dogs. are not pretty, but, man, they are just tough, and they don't give up. And that's Nico Price. And I said, if it goes to the third round, he's got a chance. He's got to get it to the third round. And he's getting it to the third round. And, again, he gets hit to the nuts. All right, he's trying to get the fight going, and Mark Smith is trying to slow him down, and he's like, he doesn't want to slow down because he knows the guy's tired. This is yeah. my way of winning, and it's like, it was almost like a comedy of errors. This is crazy, but I love Nico Price. Nico, yeah, he won the first two rounds. You definitely won the third round. You were going to get him. If it was, there was a fourth round, it's your fight, yeah. but love the way that you went after him, man. Well, just for all the people that listen to our show, know you guys love when I say this. He's tall, long, and lengthy. So that's the thing. He's huge for the weight. He I have big. no idea how he makes the weight. He's well, enormous. Either. But that also it also shows that he slows down as the fight goes on. But it could be because he does all the stupid, crazy shit as well, though. Like you do things like that. It's a lot of energy out. Oh yeah. You know, and if it doesn't land, it's wasted energy. You know. So if you land a little bit, sure it makes you feel better about it, but. You know, if it, if it doesn't finish the person, it's just wasted energy. You know what was funny so, is his last two fights before this, when it was not in front of crowds, he kind of cut all that down. Got back in yeah. front of the crowd. Guess what happens? We're bringing that back out. We're doing it. So, well, we we're starting to realize, I think, across the board, that the, the fans do make a huge difference. They not do. just in terms of you know pay, but I mean, it also just makes a difference in terms of keeping the fighters interested in the game. I mean, we've seen a lack of. Um, 
I, I think across the board, there's been a couple standout fights. There's been, you know, we could probably list, I'd say, 10, maybe 15 fights over the year and a half. They were fucking phenomenal fights with no fans. Oh, my God. There was some but then, ones. But then we look at all the other fights, like you said with Bahia. He's had a couple of his last fights. It's just they weren't up to the standard of excitement that he normally provides. And that could be across the board for all the other fighters. You know, so I think fans do make a huge difference in terms of the activity of what happens in the cage. So I'm, I'm glad that they're finally starting to come back. It's nice. Overall, what else you got? Good. I'm good. I had I thought the I thought the actual show overall. I thought this this card was a good card. I thought the, I thought the fighters for the most part really fought well. And the only part that was unfortunate was the way that the main, you know. The main event ended with the broken leg part for Connor and stuff, but that stuff happens. Let me go back into the Connor thing real quick. Um, does like does he ride off into the sunset? I don't think so. And then that's that's no. one. And then and then it's two is mentality. and then two is this for me. I thought he even at the very end. He just went overboard with the your your wife was in my DM. It was horrible. And I'm like, horrible. you sound you sound bitter. Yeah. And I get it. I understand you lost. I understand it's something that you had no control over. The yeah. leg kick, whatever it was, whatever. If you checked, I don't even know. Okay, but regardless, your ankle's broken. Your leg is broken. And both bones are broken, by the way. Not one. Oh yeah. And so when you spout that off and you yell, it just you should have no, just said, Hey, no you know what? Yeah, and here's the thing. He's better than that. Yes. But he's proven he's this in time. Yeah. But when he's it, proven this in times like this that it's just, it's not, he's he doesn't know how to make that adjustment. And it's sad to see because you know somebody that's, someone that's worked hard to get there. He knows what these other, other fighters have been through and what they're going through to make money. And to say the things that he's doing, I get it to build up the fight, but now that we're past that, the fight's over. You broke your leg; it's done. There's, we'll see you in a year. There was no room for that, and I, I gotta tell you, like it just—I I lost, I lost a lot of respect. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I agree. With I you. never had a ton of respect for him based on because Khabib's my teammate, and I, uh, you know, but I didn't mind him. You know, like more, most people were like, either love him or they hate him. And I was in the middle, like I don't know him, so I, I was really, uh, I was always on Khabib's side, and, you know, and all the all of the guys I trained with I was on their side, you know. And but this was one of those things. I the altercation with Khabib and the the stuff he said about Khabib's wife that really bothered me a lot. But then to get into this though too, like you lost, and you're still saying these things. I saw a little bit of a turn, like. When he like sent out the well wishes, you know, when Khabib's dad died, when you know there was some other stuff he had sent out messages saying, you know, hey, I want to wish you guys the best yep. like, about us. And so I was like, okay, he's turning around a little bit, whatever it is. I believe people can change, but this tonight was John. It was borderline like just, it, to me. It was just borderline disgusting. Yeah. It was sad to see like somebody at that level, that caliber of knowing that somebody that's worked that hard to get to that level to to say shit like that as someone's walking out of the cage you know like oh your wife slid on my dm dm she's in my d like like i don't know it just was low level it was upsetting kind of to see no matter how much you you like watching him fight or how much you respect his talent that right there is the lowest grade of just it's horrible man it's horrible i totally agree with you i look at it and i go it's, it's super unnecessary as George Masvidal would say, 
You know, yeah. Super unnecessary. There's just no reason. There's no place for well, it. He would say it's super necessary, but yeah, I know. That's why. <laughs> but I got to give him credit. His is yeah. super necessary. I'm going super unnecessary. Gotcha. But it's a matter of you know, it's um. I look and I go. I know you're disappointed. I know that this hurts. Not the ankle itself. Not the leg itself. That hurts. But the pain of the loss. The loss to this guy when you thought you were going to come out and you know get the win. I know it hurts, but you don't cross that line. Yeah, and you crossed it for no reason. There was yeah. It's not like you were being confronted. It's not like someone was jumping in and saying something and you needed to you know do something spiteful back. You just in some way felt like you had to win something and that was your way of winning it. And it yeah. wasn't. It made your loss look even worse. Yep. And uh, it was unfortunate because you're better than that. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was. Super look, unnecessary. I, I, I know Henry Cejudo is the king of cringe, but tonight oh, was, was Conor McGregor was the king of cringe. Yeah, I agree. It just, I was like, as soon as I heard that, I went, Oof. yeah. Yeah. Anyways. He'll regret um, it. You know, later on, yeah. he'll look at it and he'll go, that was a mistake. He may even yeah, apologize for it. I hope but, so. so do I. I do hope so. so do I, I do hope so. Because uh, you got to think in terms of like I look, look, I look at like guys like Dustin Poirier, Frankie Edgar, guys that I know that have kids, and Connor's got kids. Do you want to look back and be like, show your kids what you what you said and what you did because you lost a fight? Because like I've said this forever, and I've said this when I was even twenty five, when I was fighting, I was you know, no, at the in ten years when I, when you're done fighting, no one's gonna give a shit. Yeah. They're going to look back at the shit you did during that, but no one's going to care about you and what you, oh, you're Conor McGregor. It's going to last for about 10 years and it's done. It's done. I, I say it all you the know? time. I, you know, the, look, if the worst thing in the world that happens to you is you lose a fight. Yeah. Dude, you've got a great life. Yeah. You know, so what you lose a fight, it's no big deal. Trust me. I lost many things in my life and it's like, you learn to say you, you put it in its proper perspective. As long as you go out and you know, you, did Connor go out and perform to the best that he could, you know, in the moment? Yeah, you know, did his body kind of fail him at a certain point? Yeah, it did. But you were giving it everything you had. You can't ask for anything more. And it, the outcome just wasn't what you wanted. Okay. It's not the worst thing. The, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. You know, D is going to love you. Your kids are going to love you. Your parents are going to love you. Your friends are all going to love you. Nothing's going to change. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So. Exactly. You're still going to be rich as fuck. Yeah, there too. That's good too. <laughs> yeah. Even richer. Yeah. You're getting paid. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Dave, you got anything for us? News? Yeah, you want to jump into some news here? Yeah, let's jump into some news. Go. Though, man. All right, first piece is um, Hamza returning at UFC 267 mm -hmm. against uh, Li Jing Liang. Mm -hmm. and that is the news. Hamza good fight, man. That's a good fight. I think for his return fight, I think it's a good fight for him. That is a good fight for him. But you notice that they did exactly what they needed to do in taking him out of the middleweight division since yeah. Luke Rockhold was calling him out. And they said, yeah. okay, we're going to put you in a completely different division. <laughs> so it's not, we're not, it's not like we're putting somebody else. We're going to put you and the welterweights and that's a good that's a good opponent so it's, it's a an opponent who's real aggressive will come after him and that's going to make him look good yeah i'm interested to see if he's going to be better at 70 or 85 
I think he'll be better at seventy. Sorry. Oh, what are you doing? I know, I know, I know. I think he'll be better at seventy. He's long, tall, lanky. I mean, all the things that I say <laughs> about top fighters in those weight classes. So, um, he's. You know, we're gonna see. I wonder how he's gonna recover in terms of his conditioning. You know, after he had the COVID, he had a lot of uh, lung problems, yeah. issues with, you know, getting his breath. And I've heard that from a lot of athletes, you know, that have tried to recover from COVID. They've had a hard time, you know, being able to to get their wind, to yeah. get in shape. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but I think overall, it's a good fight. Good fight for him. Um, yeah. Next just, next piece is George Masvidal saying that he wants the winner of Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson. So we obviously now know that that's Gilbert Burns. And Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns kind of called him out there. Yep. Yeah, the thing is, though, you got Leon there. And I think if they keep jumping around him, I think you either got to have Leon fight Masvidal or you got to have Leon fight Gilbert. I'm sorry, man. I love me some Masvidal, too. And everyone knows this. And I've said this for the last couple of months. Bro, I, I'm a Masvidal fan. Strike Force, OG. That's, I'm just going to keep going back to that. I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm a ride or die for the old crew. You know, us old folks got to stick together. Right, Big John? <laughs> yes, sir. Wink, 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 wink. 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 Um, you know what I mean? So... Look, Mazadal's trying to jump the line. Very smart play. A brilliant idea. I think it's wonderful for him to try and do that. He's going to keep trying to do it, which is smart on his thing. But I, I want to see him. Well, Mazadal and Leon, but Leon doesn't gain anything from him fighting Mazadal. I think Gilbert Burns and Leon fight next, and you have Mazadal fight someone else. Well, I don't I know. guarantee you Mazadal will not fight Gilbert Burns, even though Gilbert even kind of called his yeah. name out. That one is not going to happen. But you could see Masvidal against Stephen Thompson. That could yeah. happen because they're both coming off of losses. That's something that the UFC matchmakers like to do yep. is put those guys that have good names coming off a loss. Someone's going to get a win. They like that. But I still say if you're looking at Masvidal, Nick Diaz coming back, okay, if you're going to put him against Robbie Lawler, okay, he's pushed to the side. Then you've got Leon Edwards. They've already got history. There's already the situation in the back. That is a fight for him. And the last one is, okay, wait to see what happens with Colby Covington. Yep. But there's your other fight. So. Yeah, I could see. I, it's funny you said that because I was thinking Stephen Thompson and Miles at all because they're both coming off losses. So one of them gets a win. They can start making their run back to the yep. title. That's one. You've got Leon and Gilbert to see who fights next for the title. I don't know if they would offer that to Gilbert as much as they would offer it to Leon. So if you beat Gilbert, then go ahead. We'll put you against the winner of Colby and Usman. I don't think that they would do that for for Burns. I could see maybe them making Burns wait to see if he fights the loser of Colby and Usman. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see Colby and, and Burns fight. That'd be a great fight. Uh, I think it would be a great fight. What else you got for us, Dave? Uh, the Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder yeah. fight is trilogy fight is postponed because postponed. Fury tests positive for COVID. Did Fury test positive, or did people in his camp test positive? It says uh, Tyson from Fury what, test positive. From what I was oh, told, okay. Fury actually tested positive. Got it. Okay, because I heard people in his camp had tested positive. They had a they had a couple people through his camp test positive, but whatever. Regardless, fight's postponed till the end of what August? Yeah, I heard it was a month. Don't know what the date. The it must be date. August then. They come up with a new yeah, date. August twenty fourth or twenty eighth, I think is what it is. Okay. okay. Um, doesn't specify. Yeah, doesn't specify in the article. Okay. I'm looking Thanks, for Dave. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, it's you look at that and it's like, well, 
I mean, nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. So, well, it's shitty for Tyson Fury because he was getting ready for jo- Anthony Joshua. Then that fight got canceled because Wilder the stepped into the promotion, the court case. Yeah. So that fight got canceled. So then he steps into this, and now this happens. So he's been training for the last six months. Fucking no fight. Well, the question, the, que- the real suck. question is, he was training at the UFC PI. Yeah. With COVID. No, no, he moved somewhere. He's, he's out of there. Yeah, he's okay. out of there. No, he, he was training there now? I don't think so. He yeah, recently he was. Yeah. Uh, all right, what else, Dave? Uh, last piece is a very interesting story. So CM Punk's fight uh, against Mike Jackson has been overturned. Um, so CM Punk's loss has been overturned due to a positive marijuana test with Mike Jackson. <laughs> okay. Let's, first off, so what? Okay, first off, it's ridiculous. Uh, this, oh. The whole thing with marijuana and being, hey, you just got dark, dude. I just lost the lights. Nice. Looking good. Let's, just stay right where you're at. See if I Don't move. Turn. Hold on. Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I don't know where the light switch is. Good. Either. I can stay. Don't. Oh. Now he's gone. Well, I'm almost done, too. We're wrapping up, bud. <laughs> Shit. Oh goodness. No, it's all just, right, man. Just, just so you know, that's, tell me get the fuck out. That way, <laughs> no. That's staying on the podcast. No, that's, no, that's great. great. I think it's great. I think it's great. All right. Um so the, the real the real fact of the matter here is marijuana does not make a fighter better. The fact that Mike, that Mike Jackson had marijuana in his system in a fight that happened how many years ago in Illinois? You know, oh, we don't allow any marijuana. Just stupid. Get with the times. Look at what's going on with WADA and the USADA and uh, all of this now. It's just, you know, if you want, if you want to take his win away, okay, you're taking his win away. Does that mean that Mike Jackson didn't beat CM Punk? No, he beat him. I remember it. I watched it. Yeah, it is what it is. But Johnny had performance enhancements. <laughs> yeah, performance enhancements. Again, you know, I don't know how many times I can say this. It, it, it's a, it is the utter truth. Josh, you got dark again. I love it. I got dark again. Okay, just stay there. The, it, it is the absolute truth. I, you know, I'm not. I, I, I was not. I've not never been a perfect person, and I've got yeah. my faults. You and, don't say. And, and, and getting <laughs> into fights was a big fault of mine, and I tried as time went on. I tried to stop doing it, but I never once got. You know, I've been in fights with people on, you know, that are drunk, which are just is ridiculous. But, you know, people that take in alcohol, okay, I've had, I've had fights with people on PCP, people that are in freaking meth, cocaine, all right, speed, all that stuff. Never has anyone who was under the influence of marijuana ever tried to beat my ass. Not one. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not a performance enhancing and it definitely doesn't make you a better fighter i just think it's ridiculous yeah i think that you find with people that whether they do edibles or whether they smoke weed or whatever it is they just yeah they they, they don't have the anger issues no they calm down <laughs> and they laugh yeah they're they're more worried about just being around or they get a little paranoid in the corner yeah the old paranoid <laughs> hibernate in the corner so yeah i know what you mean i don't know uh, what else you got for us, Dave? That's it? Silly. That's it on news, yep. All righty. Well, I mean, 
We had a gr- it was a great night tonight at Thick Boy Studios, brand new studios. They literally only set this portion of the um, fight companion up just to bust this thing out, put it to this point. There's no air conditioning here, so my back is super sweaty because they turn the AC off on the weekends because it's like a, they converted the whole place. It's like an office and a former office thing, but they're closed on the weekends. So you have to tell the people that own the building to turn on the AC, you know, on the weekends if you're going to be in. And so they didn't know that yet. So they walked in today. I was like, so my back is just war. stuck to the chair. John, remember the first time you filmed in our studio? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were like warm. two and a half hours in, and we were both just sweating through our shirts to the back. It just started to smell like bo in there. I was like soaked through it. I'm like, oh my god, it's so hot. But yeah, imagine two ACs. years. Imagine two years of that, John. Oh, jeez, two years. Yeah, I thought I it was Sam every summer there. I thought it I was Sam. No, I turn, I turn my my AC on in there, but it just doesn't kick out enough. I don't know. What That's how is. Josh cuts weight for his face in that room. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh, All right, fellas. Well, hey, let's wrap this up. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash weighing in. Use the promo code and still pick up some of the shirts. You guys missed out on the uh, 4th of July t-shirt, the Independence Day t-shirt. It was a great shirt that turned out wonderful. Thanks, Dave. But uh, it was the white one that was the best one. I mean, you got the red one. I didn't really Fantastic. care. But the white one was great. It was awesome. Love the white one. Red corner. Um, A-side. Hello. Yeah, the, the Royal, I don't Hello. Think Dave knows. I don't think Dave knows what... Deep blue is. I don't think he does game. either. Yeah, What's hilarious is, is I sent you a screenshot of the blue options and you picked that one. Yeah, no. No, yeah. I like the white one. All right. Um, What else was there? Oh, guys, go to our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Also, hit the notifications bell down there. Please, also, this is the biggest thing. Go to our audio platforms and also follow our YouTube's clip channel or YouTube shorts channel. Hit the subscribe button there. We finally got to 1,000 subs there. We're going to start trying to do more marketing there. Now that we hit the 1,000 subs, John and I are doing a special show directly for that for that Clips channel. So make sure you guys tune in for next week because at that Clips channel, we will have a show available for there. It's a small little 15-minute show that we're doing just for the fans there that follow that Clips channel. So all of our 100,000 subscribers on our normal channel, please go over and hit the subscribe button on our Clips channel. Wayne in shorts, Wayne in clips, it all goes to the same location. Hit that subscribe button, check out. We're going to start releasing a couple little special clips on just that one alone as well. Share our content. We thank you guys so much. And John, take it away. Just want to say thank you to everyone. Hope you enjoyed the UFC 264 as much as I did. There were some great fights. And for everyone out there listening to us, thank you very much for your time. We hope you are entertained and we will see you.